Intro music. That's not it. What? He's no good to me, Dad. Intro music. Intro music. Bounty hunting is a complicated profession. Apparently. Uh, yeah, I'm getting a little echo here, Ron. Yeah. I don't know what that is, but we are live. Um, and, and apparently, bounty hunting is a much more complicated profession than we thought it was. Right? But, and so, uh, so is podcasting. And before we even do that, uh, I, Nick, I want you to go ahead and tell us all about our social meds and how you can get in touch with us. So, Nick, go right ahead. Hey, if you're interested in more Star Wars info, want to chat, or even want to send us some Star Wars drink recipes, please be sure to check us out on all of our social meds platforms. You can catch us on Instagram and Facebook at Bantha Milk Podcast, Twitter at Bantha Milk. You can email us at BanthaMilkPodcast at gmail.com or even check out our website, BanthaMilkPodcast.com. And don't forget to check out our sister podcast over at the Ears Up Network. Our friends over, over at Ears Up help us a whole lot, so give them and their many shows a listen. Their shows include Ears Up, Ears Up in Depth, The Supreme Resort, and Scraping the Vault. Also be sure to check out their Patreon at patreon.com slash ears with a Z up. For as little as $2 a month, you can help support our show. Any donations sent their way directly help us here at Bantha Milk Podcast and comes with great perks. So please check them out today. Yes, it does. Yeah, check them out today. Check them out today. Today, right now. Right now. This very second. Stop listening. I'm just joking. Don't stop listening. listening You're listening to us. us. Yes, keep listening to us. Um, What a world. Before we continue, uh, we've been giving the guys over at uh, whatever it's called. Chalupas. Supreme Taco Chalupas. A hard time. I actually enjoyed their last episode. Their last episode, they had two. I know, it is weird. (laughs) Uh, They had two people on who were actors, musicians, singers. Performers. Performers is the word. Okay. One at Disney World and one at Disneyland. One of them was in the Finding Nemo um, production in uh, uh, Animal Kingdom. And the other one performed in Frozen the Musical in Disneyland. Um, Both of these two ladies have gone on to uh, even bigger and better things. Not bigger and better. I guess whatever. One was in uh, Blue Bloods and uh, other TV shows and uh, uh, other musicals and stuff like that. So it was really, really cool. They were talking all about behind the scenes stuff and how uh, the one girl was, uh, she was Nemo. And you don't think about it if you see it. Uh, so Nemo's like floating in the air above her, but she's holding a stick with Nemo up above it. And uh, they were saying like all their, their, all their wrists were getting injured from holding this giant Nemo all the time with one hand and stuff. So they were saying the performers went through a lot of pain and stuff from doing the same thing over and over again, three or four times a day. So it was very, very interesting. So uh, for one episode, we will be nice to them yeah, and say that okay. they were okay. So, yeah, so go ahead. Go check out Supreme Yeah, Tacos. Supreme Resort. Yeah. Oh, that's what it is. Supreme oh, yeah, Resort. Supreme Resort. Yeah. Uh, right. So you go check them out. Uh, the latest episode was was excellent. It was real, real good. It was real, real good, just like a Supreme Taco would be. Super, oh, super good. Sour cream. That's like sour a regular cream. taco, but yeah. even better because mm-hmm. of the sour cream. Sour cream. Uh, but, uh, well, I'm hungry, Rob. I haven't I eaten am today. Too. Nick, <laughs> Nick wants to talk about some things that he's seen recently, like Star Wars Visions. Yeah, so I do think we need to talk about Star Wars Visions because I finally finished it. Okay. Rob, have you finished it all yet, Ron? I did, but I... So here's my problem, and I'm sure I'm in the minority here. Uh, I kind of, like, binged-watched it, mm-hmm. 
and because I binge watched it, I lost interest. I get it. I do. Because I tried to binge watch it, but I could only really watch two or three max at a time before yeah. I just found my attention waning. Yeah. And I don't think that necessarily has to do with quality because there no. were a couple really great ones. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, part of it was, I think, about the translation from Eastern style storytelling and, and animation to Western. Um, anyway, I did want to talk about it as a whole, as well as specific episodes that I really dug. Um, I thought the concept, I mean, I just got off of watching What If by Marvel. Did you watch yeah, What If? Yeah, What If by Marvel as well, yeah. Marvel's What If is like exactly what uh, animation needs to be for these sorts of things. Right. You know, it's like, it's it's good quality animation. The storytelling is is like it's out of the movies. You know what yeah. I mean? It's not, it's not, it wasn't dumbed down for kids. No. Which is what we're getting a lot of in right. Star Wars. Mm -hmm. I love Rebels. I love Clone Wars, but there's a fair bit of ugh, this is for kids that you have yeah. to go through. Um, and even even um, Resistance was that the other one? Yeah, that one was really that dumbed was, down. For that kids, one was I, even more so, right? Yeah, I think feel yeah. like that one was. I didn't even watch that one. Yeah, but I that, that one, was even more. That so. one was very dumbed down for kids. Um, yeah. What if is an animated show? Yeah, right? like why can't we have animated shows for adults? Yeah, and that's what What If was, and it was awesome, and it and, and it's exactly what it needed to be. Um, I saw glimpses of that in visions i agree um i don't know that all of it was that the, the first episode right out of the gate i was like this i love the first episode amazing yeah i love the first episode the first might be my favorite the first it's, episode it's definitely, the duel yeah the duel called, right? yeah so that was the one where we had this and again spoilers if you hadn't seen it but it, but again the whole beauty of these things is spoilers don't really matter because you're not waiting for like some big oh my gosh i couldn't believe it it's just a star wars it's a story being told in star wars universe yeah um, and so we have this, this essentially like a Ronin type character who's like a wandering, uh, samurai almost yep. kind of wanders into town. Right. Um, and then there is, I guess there's a bad guy, right. I, I forget, man, it's been a while yeah, since so, I saw that. So there was one. a bad guy who was like taking, trying to like fight this town. And then he's like, he's camped out on this one, like ledge. He has him and like a droid with him right, and whatever. Droid. And, uh, so then he goes in and, and the bad guy's a Sith. So he pulls out his red lightsaber and he's like threatening to kill everybody in the town or, or whatever. And this little kid stands up to him and he's like, I'll kill you first. So, something along those lines. And then the Ronin guy shows up and he also has a red lightsaber. Right. So we think, oh, here's that. Here's another. Guy. Yeah. Here's, here's the guy who's come to save the day. And all of a sudden he unsheathes a red blade. You're like, wait a minute. You're like, oh, no. Two Siths right. fighting each other. Um, which I think is cool. First of all, the way they did it is just so very. Yeah. Uh, uh anime like with the he boils the kettle uh-huh you yep. know what i mean and he says i need this to be done by whatever and yeah like, it was like all planned out <laughs> and, just and he's perfectly. like he's like don't worry i'll be back type of thing yep. he's like i'll be right back and yeah he did it totally the that's that that is the the most ba uh, -huh. uh jedi ever but he picked he, and i love the way they did the samurai sword yeah sort of yeah he like pulls it out of his sheath which is a lightsaber but it was still in the sheath and, and stuff it was yeah really, but that's really what cool. they they did that in a couple of the episodes too yeah. where they they kind of made it into a samurai sword um, but I thought it was kind of cool because it was pretty clear to me that the story they were trying to say with that first one was he was like almost like a Sith hunter. Yeah. Like yeah. he was and we we discussed a lot on this podcast about how like Jedi Sith, black, white, but there's all this gray area that's kind of yet to be discovered and, yeah. and, and explored in Star Wars. Um, and so it does seem cool they're kind of leaning into that. Yeah, he's like a like a Soka type of thing. Where yeah, he's not fully Jedi. 
He's definitely not Sith, but he's a Sith hunter where a Jedi wouldn't go after a Sith this way um, because there's too moral to do so. But he's like, oh, no, I don't like the Sith and I'm going to I'm going to kill them all. So that one was really cool. The yeah. second one was the Tatooine Rhapsody. Yeah. So that's going to we're going to chalk that up to one of those ones that I just don't think translates to our culture very well. I can see that. Um, and, because and I it, also feel that one was definitely geared more towards kids. Yes, absolutely. And, that, and we, you're going to get that, too, because they specifically chose different really popular and and well-known animation studios and yeah they and probably then, all do different things yeah different and that things. animation was way different than the duel way, the and duel was yeah. very like comic book come to life yeah very strong very very uh aggressive animation and this was very kid bop bright animation brightly friendly, friendly and it was about a band yeah, it was about a band, which I thought you would have loved. If you'd think, wouldn't you? Yeah. Uh, I didn't. Um, it, was, <laughs> it was fine and silly. It reminded me of the Clone Wars movie where they had to save Jabba the Hutt's baby. Right, yeah. Which I walked out of okay. in the theater. I did not like. Um, but it was fine, I guess. I mean, we're not going to go too in-depth. No, in we don't need these, to go but, into all of them because um, there were nine of them. And yeah. I will say of the ones I really dug, I dug the ninth Jedi. Okay. The yep. Ninth Jedi was an episode where we had, and it was a weird because they they kind of altered some interesting lore, but they they mentioned that these were supposed to be non-canon. Okay. Um. So, so they could change it up. Who knows? Who knows to. whether or not that actually? But like in that particular episode, they introduced the idea that there are these lightsaber crystals that react to your personality. Yeah, and they would change colors based on on who you were. Yeah, and, and so they all got their. You know, I guess by this point, all the Jedi had died. Right. Right. And this was years and years after that. And all of a sudden, like there was a saber smith, and everyone got and they got their lightsabers, and all of a sudden they all got they turned red. They're like, oh no, you're actually bad guys. Yeah. But the one guy's was purple because he was like bad, but but not but not bad. I yeah. was a little heavy handed, but I thought it was pretty <laughs> cool. Um, also the elder. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the elder was the one, I guess, where it was that old, but that was weird too, because like again, it, it kind of contradicted some of I feel like the way I understand the force. Okay. Because the whole point of I feel like the elder was there was this young Padawan and his master, and they come to this place, uh, and the Padawan's all full of piss and vinegar, and he's like, Oh, I'm awesome, I'm gonna do all the stuff. Um and then this old weird dude is around and he's clearly super powerful uh, and he bests the little guy. And then, but like at the end of the story, he's like, oh, uh, if only you met me in my prime when I was really powerful. Right, right. You know, like, but like the whole, my whole thought process with the force is it has nothing to do with your age and has yeah. really nothing to do with your physical stature. Like you would think the older you get in it, the more you grow in it. Right, yeah. So I don't know, maybe there are some physical limitations that, the force can over. I mean, we see Yoda overcome his need of the cane when he fights. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I guess he still needs a cane. So maybe when Yoda was 400 years younger and didn't need the cane to walk around, maybe he was a better fighter. Yeah. Because he was a really good one with the cane. Yeah. So, who, so maybe who we'll get a little more clarification yeah. on that. Um, but that was a cool episode. Again, it, that was one of the more mature adult episodes, yeah. even though some of the, um, the dialogue was just kind of a little corny. I was not a huge fan of the village bride. Okay. Or the twi the twins were interesting because it was like these twins born in the dark side, right? Right. But again, th every episode brought something new and interesting to the table, I think, because it told a Star Wars story from a different point of view. Yeah. Uh, and it did what I think Star Wars needs to Star Wars needs to start taking their, their I think, material and translating it better to shorter, yeah. like, smaller scale. And, and also, 
spread it out more. Like knowing that the the next three movies that are coming out are going to take place thousands of years before the Star Wars or yeah. before the Skywalker saga. So this is more stippling of there are other eras in this Star sure. Wars universe. So uh, yeah, so I think they definitely need to do did by doing this. It's saying, okay, there's other timelines, so just yeah. get ready for it. And, you know, it would be kind of we, – a lot of us talk because we, we have the High Republic and we already have Knights of the Old Republic and the Old Republic. A lot of people say, oh, yeah, why don't you give us that? I wouldn't mind. Like, give us a movie 600 years in the future. Yeah. What happened? What, what like, large-scale – because we, we, we talk all the time. Like, we're going we're gonna to throw these you – know, Knights of the Old Republic, all these things – the rule of two started back then. Wow, all this stuff that's set up. So what did Darth Vader and Palpatine, all this stuff, this galactic conflict, what did that do for the future way down the line? Way down the line, right. How did, so I don't how know. Did it could it, be kind of interesting to see yeah. how Rey, now that she is the last Jedi, what you know, what is the lasting impact of her? I don't want to see where her Jedi order is in 20 years. Right. I want to see. I want to see what happened to Jedi Ray's Jedi order. Did, yeah. did it survive? Did she yeah. manage to grow a Jedi order and what happened to it? I think and, that'd be pretty interesting. Are, are we going to, you know, have more broom boy Jedi sure. type thing where, sure. where, you know, the, the force will prevail no matter what, kind of like uh, in Jurassic world, uh, you know, chaos finds a way type of yeah. thing, you know? Um, so are, are will the Jedi repopulate themselves if the good guys stay in power the whole time and allow things like that to happen or or not or whatever? So it would be really cool to see something in the future. Yeah, because the whole reason the rule of two came about was I, the, the Sith, like, they thought they were too big for their britches, and this guy was like, all right, I'm going to take them down. And yeah. He took them all down, yeah. and he said, all right, now the Sith's grand plan is, to, is galactic domination. But he didn't say, all right, I'm going to go take over the, the galaxy. It took him a thousand or so years. Yeah. So it'd be cool in a thousand or so years after this to see, all right, the Sith ran away and licked their wounds. What'd they do? What, what's their next plan? Right. you know, like Palpatine's gone. Is that it? Bad, bad is done? No. So he's the only bad guy, yeah. you know? Like, no. Like As we see in a lot, like we see throughout Clone Wars, there are Jedi that got out during Order 66. Yeah. You know? So... I'm or sure even, there are dark Jedi out there, dark yeah. force users on even like uh, like Count Dooku who was good and then sure. turned bad. Sure. So, you know, maybe some of these Jedi that escaped turned I, bad also. I would imagine Order 66 might have shaken some of their faith. Yeah, you would think so. That their their people turned against them. So now they're going to go against the good guys now because they're the ones that attacked them. So, By the way, I was at Wawa the other day and my order number was 66. Nice. You should have taken a picture and I should have uh, slaughtered it. every youngling in the place. You should have. That's it. You're all done. You're all done. All of them. <laughs> uh, one more show that came out. So we did have a bunch of Star Wars stuff come out. The Lego Halloween Star Wars special. And I got to get on these Lego specials. I it was fun. It so it's called Lego Star Wars Terrifying Tales. Okay. Um, so they were telling stories. Uh, um, and the Lego movies are always very comical. Sure, sure. So there was, uh, they, they basically remade some famous halloween movie type things but in a short in a short stint um okay. the lost boys okay there was like a like a kind of lego star wars remake of the lost boys as well as some other uh horror slash star or uh halloween suspense movies and stuff like that so it was fun how they turned it all together it was only like 30 minutes long so it was definitely worth watching um and then uh something fun to to watch and and a change and so it was cool that we got these two 
new Lego things that popped or two new Star Wars things that popped out at the same time. So just really quick, we do have some chatter in our chat. Huh, chatter in our chatter chat. Chatter in the chat. Uh, Alan's still hanging out, right? We talked to Alan earlier from Geekery Update. Nice. Uh, and he was yeah. saying that the first couple episodes of Visions were good, but he couldn't get much further. Um, uh, my friend Andy is in chat, and he was saying that the duel was definitely the best. So it looks like we're yeah. we're in some good company there. Yeah. Um, Geekery actually really liked, uh, Alan from Geekery Update actually really liked the second episode with Boba and the band. Yeah, Tatooine. Um, I liked Tatooine, Tatooine Rhapsody. Rhapsody. Yeah. yeah, I did like. I it. think I have to give it another shot. I think after coming off the duel, I was so right. stoked about For like the, this new tone. Yeah, and then we're directly dropped into Mickey Mouse's Star yeah. Wars. So like fun I said, house. It, like it's it's a great kids cartoon yeah, yeah. then. So it was fun and you know like they got to perform one last time. You know, and then I thought they were gonna let them live, but I, I don't. I want to say that they didn't. I don't know. Am I spoiling something or did I? I don't remember. I remember. I remember. I forget if they gave him like a reprieve at the end. I think yeah. by that time I was like on my phone. Like this is so weird. Yeah, but it was it was it was fun because, like you said, the animation was completely opposite of the first animation. So it was like a weird juxtaposition, especially if you're gonna try and binge it. Nice so, use of juxtaposition. Thank you. No problem. Exactly. All right. So those are the, uh, and uh, you know everybody's posting that they know all kinds of secrets about the book of boba which Nobody the only secret that they know is it's coming out december 28th That's, we talk about this every year yeah. around this time it's like oh there's there's news about the new season of the mandalorian it's happening it's happening there's and there's a whole website uh, dedicated yeah. they have a whole news article that restates in 17 different sentences yeah just it's happening it's happening december 28th it's coming out and then everything else is speculation yeah. um i liked before Mandalorian season two, there was a speculation that it was all going to be like time travel. Uh, he was all of season two. He was going to be time traveling with baby with baby Yoda with Grogu with wow. uh, what was Norman with baby Norman. Norman That's with right. Norman. It's been a while, and uh, that speculation was way wrong. Uh, and that guy had inside information too. I know. I talked to Dave Filoni himself, and it's going to be all time. So yeah, wrong. Yeah. So, yeah, so all these people who are just getting clickbait and lots of ads, the only thing they know is the same thing we know, which is it's coming out December 28th. So I'll be there. Everybody gets Disney Plus for Christmas, and they can watch the first episode of The Book of Boba. That is the uh, truth. We do have a little bit of news, so I'm going to play. Since it is our 50th episode, I want to throw shouts out to all the people who helped us out, like Brian, who helped us out with the Star That's Wars That's right. News. Brian's been in our chat, too. Oh, good. All right, so... What do we got? News me, man. News. So one of the news originally was going to be that the you know, Lego Halloween Star Wars special. But this is this is, uh, this is is good. This is all I could really find other than that Book of Boba is coming out and everybody has... What day is that? News about 28th? It. I think this, December 28th, I heard. Right. Yeah. December. December. Yeah. Of this year. Of this year. 2020. Yeah. 2021. 2021, yes. Okay, yeah, that's so that's... Let's put a, a news article out. News right article. Now. We already that's have it. it. We got a million it. clicks. And then... <laughs> And then we'll say all kinds of things. Boba Fett wears green armor. Right. And uh, Fennec right. Shand, Shad, how do you say Shand. it? Was? Shand. Yeah, Fennec Shand uh, will be there as well. And uh, I heard that uh, Tom Cruise is going to be Tom there. Cruise. Yeah. Tom Cruise will be You heard it. it right here. Yes. But the, uh, I'm going to get a DCMA notice from Lucasfilm. That's right. And Tom Cruise. And Tom Cruise. <laughs> Stop. But he'll be wearing Mandalorian armor the whole time, and he'll just be standing in the background, so you won't even see him there. He'll be jumping on a chair in it. He will be jumping in a chair. So, uh, oh. So my Star Wars news that I found that I actually like is because now I started actually reading these things called books. Um, there's four new Star Wars books coming out in 2022. 
Um, Star Wars Shadows of the Sith will take place after Return of the Jedi and features Luke Skywalker and Lando Calrissian. The book will also give more insight into Rey's childhood. Its release date is set for June 28th, 2022. So that's that's an exciting one. Star Wars Brotherhood Brotherhood. is set during the Clone Wars and follows Anakin's journey in becoming a Jedi Knight. There will be a close look into his relationship with Obi-Wan and what it will be like to no longer being a Padawan. Brotherhood will be the first book out of four to be released with a date of May 10th, 2022. All right. So that's not the Star Wars Stories of the Jedi and Sith is a collection of works from 10 authors, all of which will be illustrated by Jake Bartok. Uh, Stories of the Jedi set to release July 7th, 2022. Now, speaking of Brian, Brian and I both read um, Tales from Jabba's Palace, and then we read it at different times in our life. I just read it over the summer. He read it many years ago. Uh, it was like 19 stories all about going on at Jabba's Palace. It was neat, except for me, the only thing that I didn't like about it, I did like how it all, it, all the stories all took place at the same time. They were all right when Luke and Leia and all them were all trying to save and free Han Solo. Okay. But they were all from 19 different people's point of view. Interesting. So it was interesting. It was kind of like the uh, Netflix's first season of Arrested Development, where it was all the same right. party. But from every single person's point it, of view. And it was so bad that they had to re-release it in 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 order. That is interesting about that. I, I did actually I, I dug that part of the rest of it, but it was confusing. It was very confusing. But I, yeah. I like that sort of idea. That's an interesting just kind of take on all right, we're gonna yeah. take this one moment in Star Wars time and dissect I, it from a I bunch of different I think the reason angles. I didn't like it was because I was hoping that it was going to be spread out over time. So you only get this one glimpse of yeah. and then it's it. Once you're done, you go back to the beginning. You go, you yeah, and down. then the next book is about different person and then you're like and then they, but what they did neat was they were talking about, oh, you know, when it's Nick's chapter, you know, Nick's the focal point and he's doing this and he's doing that. And then when it was a chapter about Rob, it was like, oh, and then Nick walks by. So they connect to they each connect other them all bit. together. All right. So it did turn out to be really, really neat. Uh, I think if I would have understood better that it was all taking place in one lump sum, I would have enjoyed it a lot more. But once I got through like the fifth book and I was like, okay, this is all taking place at the same time, I did appreciate it a lot more. Um, so we got Stories of the Jedi. And then finally, New York Times bestseller author Kristen White, Kirsten White, has also written the young adult novel Star Wars Padawan. This book will journey back into when Obi-Wan Kenobi was a young Padawan and will be released July 26, 2022. All so right. that's the news that I have. Now, uh, Alan did mention, from again, once again, from Geekery Update. Thanks for hanging out with us, Alan. Appreciate Thanks, it. Alan. Um, that he likes Ahsoka by E.K. Johnson. Um, you That's said you read that one, you're, right? You're now, now, I am currently, and uh, we, we are going to be chatting soon about, we, we put out last week uh, a new video called Bantha Milk Plays, where me and Rob and our buddy Bill, um, we went and chucked, uh, checked out Rob's semi-completed Death Star in Minecraft. Have you made any progress? So it is now completely sealed up. All right, all right. The, so you got to make the middle the of it now. is, yeah, the middle of it has the giant tube going down the middle that if you wanted to jump down fall and through, fall through, you death. would die. Yeah. All right, so uh, so we managed to catch that, right? Uh, and you can check that out on our YouTube page, right? So head, head to our YouTube and check out the new Bantha Milk Plays. Bantha Milk Plays is going to be a new series that we start where we go ahead and play some Star Wars games. We've already got some plans ruminating for another yeah. one. Um, another series we're planning is Bantha Milk Reads, and uh, it is my plan 
for our first book to be Ahsoka, right? And my plan for that one is we're going to go chapter by chapter and chat about it in each video. It won't be long videos, you know, maybe five, ten minute videos where we talk about what happens happens in each chapter. Um, kind of talk about the ties uh, between, you know, the, the book and what's going on galactically and all that sort of stuff. So, uh, yeah, we've got some plans in the works. Right? Awesome. So keep your ears and eyes to the ground. Yes. And one last thing. Uh, John tried to be with us tonight, but um, we couldn't get the Uber here. But John Favreau's birthday is October 19th. So when you all really? see him next week, uh, wish him a very happy birthday. That's only four days before mine. Then. There you go. Look me at and, that. Me and Johnny. Yeah, Johnny Fabs. You and Johnny Fabs. Yeah, you know, you guys, you guys always celebrate your birthdays together. Every every year. Every year. We go to we go to Chuck E. Cheese. That's what you do. Yeah, we that split, is what you we do. split a large slice and some uh, some tacos and some tacos, and you watch Supreme Tacos. You watch Supreme Tacos, and you watch Chucky right. e. sing. That's right. Yeah. So that's awesome. So I'm gonna wrap up Star Wars news. Let's see if I can do that. Yeah. And on that, we're going to go to a commercial break. And when we come back, we will be talking with Matt from the 501st. Y'all are not going to want to miss this. He is dreamy. Dreamy. He is skilled. uh, And he's got an Obi-Wan beard. He does have an Obi-Wan beard. You want to definitely check it out. So check it out. Stay tuned. All All right. right. Well, so we are back from that delightful commercial break. And if it, it wouldn't be... Bantam milk. If we didn't have technical issues, right? Rob? Exactly. Of course. Um, so, so we did just want to come on here and clarify. We had a great time chatting uh, with our friend from the Five O First, Matt. Right, Matt. Yes. Um, and Five O First Legion, which is a uh, really awesome cosplay troupe. Uh, it's it's a it's costuming, national, one. costuming a national, right? yeah, national um, costuming but, club type thing. Right, but he is he is a part of the New Jersey chapter. Uh, so we had a great time talking to him live, but we did have some audio issues. So it, as you'll hear. Um, you're going to hear him just great. Uh, but the first couple questions, you're not going to have an easy time hearing us. Uh, but it, it writes itself. Eventually. It does write itself. We, we, we found out that the, uh, the guys from the Supreme Resort jumped into our trailer. Yeah, they, they sabotaged they us. They sabotaged us. They messed us up. And then we realized that they poured that sour they, cream all over they, our soundboard. They poured sour cream all ridiculous. over it. It was awful. Anyway. So, so we, we, the first couple of questions that we ask are a little lost. Matt's answers are amazing. Yeah. Uh, you and can then, fill in those gaps for yourself. Yeah. Right? Fast, if, if you don't like not knowing what the questions are, you can fast forward four minutes or so, or you can figure it out by his awesome answers. But uh, here's our interview with Matt, and yes, it will get better, we promise. So uh, check it out, and Enjoy. thanks for listening. Uh, but anyway, uh, we are happy to be here, and we are joined with someone, with very, someone special, very special, Rob. Rob. We're going to talk about it. Sure, yes. Sure, yeah. So, this is our this is 50th, our 50th episode. episode. So for, yeah, the, so 50th for the 50th episode, episode we wanted to have, have somebody, somebody very special. So, so we got we got this guy in the top right hand corner, Matt. I'm not going to text your last name. No worries. This is Matt, guys. This is this is Matt. Matt is joining us for the first time here today. Congratulations. This is your foray into the world world. Tell, oh, tell, tell, tell us a little bit about Matt. Sure. sure. Matt has his own podcast, podcast, which is, which called, is called Matt, Matt Go Ahead and Tell Us. It's called Voice of the Wills. Which, oh, I thought, uh, I thought it was called Matt, Matt Go Ahead and Tell Us. It would be a right. great <laughs> name for a podcast. But anyway, anyway go on, Voice of, Voice of the Wills. Voice of the Wills, yeah. it's uh, it, Obviously, the name is, is very nerdy Star Wars stuff, so uh, it's kind of very nerdy Star Wars podcast, as many of them tend to be, but ours is especially nerdy, I think. 
I love it. And I, I mean, you can tell it's especially nerdy when you get the wills thrown in. I always know, all right, someone knows Star Wars if they know what the wills are, right? So, yeah, you got to check him out. Uh, but we're, we're really here to talk about a lot of the other stuff he does as well. But first, did you bring yourself some Bantha Milk, Matt? Bantha Milk? Ooh. Yeah, we usually like to have a nice drink. Oh, did you not tell him that? If you want to, if you have some downstairs or somewhere, you want to go run and get some. You're welcome. We're very I'm, I'm all, I'm all good. Rob got me some. I got, I got some for us. I would share it with you, but you're about 20 miles away from us. Correct. I got some that I want to call Akbar's Revenge. Okay. That's not what it's actually called, though. He wants to call it that, so he's going to. I'm going to call that. What it actually is is. Founders, founders all day IPA. Oh, founders. Right. Yeah. founders. Yeah. So I, I like this one a lot. I hope Nick likes it because since it's an all day IPA, it's like a lower, uh, hoppy taste to it. Okay. Uh, slightly above just a normal beer, but a little bit less hop than a full IPA. Okay. And I, you know, I'm, I'm okay with some hop, but you too much hop, I have a problem with. So sure. We're gonna see. So this one hopefully will satisfy your, your craving. What are you calling this again? Akbar's Revenge. Akbar's Revenge. It's named after our good friend Matt because he, uh, he's going to tell us a little bit more about other things that he does. Uh, he is in something very fancy. And very special. I like how you call it fancy because like, if you're part of the group, it's not at all fancy. <laughs> <laughs> well, to us on the outside, it's, it's very fancy. fancy. Yeah. Uh, Matthew is in the 501st uh, battalion. What do you call it? Just the 501st. So we're the 501st Legion, and I'm in the Rebel. I'm wearing my Rebel Legion gear that you can't okay. really see on the screen, but I'm wearing my Rebel Legion gear. I'm actually the uh, base commanding officer for Devron Base, which is the uh rebel legion base in new jersey uh and everything is kind of done through your sort of like military type structure so um for whatever reason they d decided to elect me to be the, the one who kind of uh runs the show um but i do with a big team of people helping out and in very in conjunction with the 501st which is its own thing you think that like we get all these things under the same umbrella but they're not in the same umbrella so 501st is uh your bad guy costumes and the rebel legion is your good guy costumes and there's a couple other organizations which we can probably talk about um but these organizations are really cool organizations to be a part of because a uh they're some of the best fan groups that you can be in yeah, for yeah. star wars um and in order to be in them you have to have a screen accurate costume that is you have to be judged to get in uh, and there's all these different things that you have to do uh, oftentimes we build them ourselves, although you can have somebody else build it for you, depending uh, uh, on what you're doing and your level of expertise. Um, but we and we go out to various places uh, and sort of represent. Well, technically, we just represent ourselves. Um, but, you know, in a way, we represent uh, Lucasfilm as well, um, because they while they don't officially recognize us, they use us for all sorts of stuff. Oftentimes, if you're seeing an event with uh, stormtroopers or whatnot. Um, it's it's us that is appearing, uh, and uh, and there's been some exciting things. Uh, some people might actually know the group from actually watching the Mandalorian uh, making of, where they talk about how they grabbed a bunch of stormtroopers in California because they needed extras, um, and instead of building them, they just brought in uh, the 501st, and they're not the ones that are right like in the screen. They're the ones sort of more in the back that you can see. 
and I, I, I can tell which ones are which sure. um, because you kind of get used to these things with the with the various costumes. Okay, okay so um, you can like see the costume, see the costume and see like certain like things, certain that, things that, might that might say, oh, say, oh that's a cosplay costume. costume or not, and not so much that, but like, I don't know if you guys know this, but in each movie, the costumes are slightly different. So like the Empire Strikes Back is slightly different than the store, like for the Stormtrooper, sure. yeah. slightly different than for a new hope and slightly different than in return of the jedi which if you don't know that go back and watch and you may not some of them are subtle but there's definitely differences and then rogue ones and like the newer ones is is another completely uh different sort of thing uh so you can just kind of tell um which ones are which if you kind of know which ones which ones are which ones are which but they blend in really nicely i mean that you wouldn't really notice um but the other cool thing about the group and the real reason why most of us join the groups, I mean, there's a million reasons why you join it. Some people are cosplayers. I'm not a cosplayer, even though okay. <laughs> you won't believe me uh, if you see any of the stuff I have because uh, it looks like I am. But really, I'm in it because uh, we do a lot of charity work. So we'll do stuff like go to hospitals, uh, visit visit kids who are in the hospitals. We'll raise money for various things. Make-A-Wish is our biggest one uh, that we do a lot of work with for especially on the 501st side, we did a lot of raising money for UNICEF on the Rebel Legion side for particularly for COVID help across, you know, wherever they were using, you know, they were uh, distributing uh, money for, for COVID help. Uh, and so that that's really like the most rewarding part of it is just uh, kind of being able to do that, represent, uh, you know, these various charities. And that, that's why we have such a good relationship with Lucasfilm and Disney, um, because we sort of their charity arm for them. Sure. Um, and do a lot of that work. So we get to use their IP without much pushback, aside from a handful of rules that sometimes, you know, they, they kind of ask us to follow. Sure. But there's all sorts of cool stuff we get to do. I mean, I've met some really cool people um, that, you know, within the Star Wars universe. And then the group itself is just nothing but people who love Star Wars and just kind of want to get together and talk about it. And, you know, it's one of those weird things where we keep politics out of the group you know, for the most part, as, as, as much as it is. And so I'm friends with all sorts of people that I never thought I'd be friends with because we just, we keep everything out of it, else out of it. And we just love Star Wars and do that. Except, Except of course, for Empire, Empire did nothing wrong, right? right? That's, that's, yes. just, <laughs> that's just universally <laughs> known, right? Right, that's, that's <laughs> yeah, we all, we all are in agreement about every aspect of, of Star Wars, obviously. Sure. There's sure. disagreements <laughs> at all. Um, honestly, there's a large section of it. I'm, I'm in that group that just kind of like, because I'm a part of this group has just grown to love Star Wars even more and just kind of like flaws and all, right? Like it's just, you know, you meet all these different people and some person's favorite movie is Revenge of the Sith and another person's favorite movie is one of the, the, the newer ones and, and, uh, and the originals, uh, you know, depending upon your generation and all that different stuff. So uh, it kind of gives you a different appreciation to just see that everybody just has a love for this in their own way. No, just I, I, I hope you all really in, enjoyed um, the one act play we all just put on. Yes. Uh, called Rob and Nick have Matt on and act like total amateurs. It's yes. so good to have gotten that out of our system. It's called Rob and Nick in a trash can while Matt talks yep. normally which was awesome okay so i think we're all fixed now. we're so, set man. i'm excited we're back now, in the game Matt, i feel like i feel like every time we have somebody on our podcast too it's like you know lots of technical problems somewhere that we've never had before we, so. yeah we never had that problem before where we had an echo we talked to six or seven people the same exact method through uh google meet just like this 
never had an issue. For some reason, I don't know why, for some reason it just wanted to just go nuts on us. But now we're fixed, so that's good. So at least the important stuff. Matthew talking all, or sorry, Matt talking all about the awesome 501st. Yeah, so cool now, that, now that we do have some of this stuff back, and we, we again, we got all that stuff from Matt, thankfully at least. Um, so Matt, you mentioned at least uh, a little bit that one of the one of the things about this that is kind of your favorite part that you're not a cosplayer, but you do it because of the charity work that you're able to do. So can you talk about like what does a charity event look like for the 501st? Oh man, there's all sorts of different ones. I mean, the pandemic redefined it in a lot of ways. We did a lot of online stuff. That's how we survived the pandemic. I mean, there were so for the Rebel Legion, we did. I mean, we did some really cool stuff, which is we did like some Facebook sort of fundraisers where they were just like shows that were supposed to be 24 hours end up being like 36 hours and uh and the, the you know this is from the people at the at the legion level not necessarily on my level that brought them in but we had all sorts of special guests uh you know a lot you know people who are in the movie um people who are on the shows we had a lot of the voice actors uh, a lot of people who worked on it i mean and, and and they came in and they just we did interviews with them um i got to do an interview um you know, uh, for the last one. Uh, and it was, it, you know, those are a lot of fun. So we get to do those, but then that goes on and, you know, we ra raise money through it, um, for UNICEF. Uh, and, uh, and we end up, you know, I mean, we end up raising the last one was maybe 15, 16,000 for, for UNICEF. Nice. That's right. Awesome. And so that's really cool. Um, but then we also can do stuff on the local level. Um, sometimes we'll just put some stuff out where we'll be at a con and uh and you know we don't we don't we don't charge for anything we're a completely volunteer group we don't charge for anything um but we might put out a donation thing and so people are coming they want to take our pictures and they leave some donations uh and we'll raise some money for some various charities some charity groups ask us to come in sometimes hospitals ask us to come in um we uh, we got i figured the other one we got we got a couple coming up but um, you know, whatever, whatever we need, that's just a, a really neat aspect of it. Um, that that's really do. cool. That's really cool. Now, um, I, I've, Nick's been there also, I'm sure many times, but I've been to Times Square. Are the Elmos part of the 501st? <laughs> the Elmos, the Elmos, wait, there are, there, wait, I've seen the Elmos, with, uh, the Stormtroopers with the Elmos. Is that, yeah. is, is that? <laughs> the horrible Stormtrooper cut, like the, the horrible, yeah like the walmart like halloween costume like <laughs> the plastic mask and they just harass people and then insist that you give them a 20 dollars tip that's all that's the same thing with the 501st I was pretty right. much pretty much what it is yeah yeah, yeah totally <laughs> totally <laughs> i actually did have a stormtrooper when i was in new orleans um he i was at a bar in a new orleans and a stormtrooper came in and the stormtrooper had a shot with me I don't recall thinking that the uh, costume itself was altogether very high quality, so I doubt it was a 501st make. Um, so, can we maybe talk a little bit about the the make and, and like yeah. how, how you get how you get into like creating these so, these, so, these sorts of armors and stuff? Yeah, so it evolved. It's evolved a little bit. So, it, depending upon how long ago it might have been, because we've upped our standards quite a bit. I mean, it started. Oh my gosh, 20, 20 over twenty years ago now by just a couple guys who um decided that they just like to do that and it just gained traction and uh now you know uh there's twenty thousand people all over the world at least in the group and another i mean i can talk about the other groups too which i do want to do um yeah. but in terms of building so like i um I, I was like vaguely aware of the 501st 
but then, you know, I had my daughter and we started doing like kids type events. And, uh, and so, was, you know, first of all, you're looking for excuses to do something. So like, oh, the zoo's having a Star Wars day. Well, all right, that's an excuse, enough of an excuse for me to go to the zoo. Exactly. The anim- Not that the animals aren't, but it was just another extra excuse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we went to a thing called Brickfest, which uh, if you're a Lego fan, you it's like yeah. one of those things you must go to, uh, which originated out of Oaks, which is, uh, you know, just the other side of Philly. Yeah. Um, and, and I was there and I got to see really more up close and personal uh, kind of what they did and what, what they had built. And I just thought it was awesome. Uh, and so it took another like year or two before I got up the guts to say I want to do this because uh, it they're not it it's gonna sound it's gonna sound strange to people who haven't been through the process because they're not cheap to make the costumes right but but for me they're like easily not expensive because of the what it's given to me so it's one of those sure. things that kind of right. kind of goes that way That's but. Right. But the process was that, you know, you go on to, we have these forums that you go on to online and you start talking to people. I got lucky because you need a kit. I mean, unless you've got a vacuum former, which, you know, who, who doesn't have a vacuum former in the backyard, right? Yeah, I thought I had one. I must have misplaced mine, but yeah. Oh, well. Right. So, so making them, um, it, it, you know, doing that part is difficult. So you get a kit that has the vacuum form pieces that you kind of put together. And I got lucky that somebody had one on hand uh, with an Allegiant. And so I went and got one of those. And then you sort of, you know, I, I honestly, I probably didn't do it the best way because we have what's called these armor parties, which is you just go to the party and there's a bunch of people just building and you just kind of help each other out building your costumes and stuff. Um, I didn't really know anybody, so I just kind of like tried to do it up by myself and I'm not very handy. I mean, I'm not unhandy, but you know, it was not something that I thought was in my wheelhouse and like, but I was able to figure it out. And so you're doing a lot of like, you know, figuring out how to cut it down because it's got to fit your body type too, right? Sure. Yeah. right? It's got to look right on you. So if like, you know, if I gave mine to somebody who was a lot bigger than me, it would look weird, uh, and you can't do that. So you've got to trim it down to whatever you need. You got to put all the pieces together, uh, and you know, you got to make strapping for it. There's all sorts of things you got to do to make it. Um, but it's a really fun process, uh, and yeah. one of those things that I didn't expect that I would actually like about it. I just wanted the costume. Okay. Um, right. That was really what I was about. I was like, this would be awesome if I had a stormtrooper costume. Who wouldn't think that was awesome? So you yeah. just made it happen. <laughs> right. I mean, I, you know, as a kid, I was like, how awesome would it just be to be the star, you know, one of the stormtroopers in the background? Like, I don't need to be Luke. I just want to be one of those guys in the background, just like yeah. whatever. That's right. Well, uh, we had on our podcast, uh, Mark Anthony Austin. Right. Right. Who actually played Boba Fett. Oh, I heard, I listened to that episode. Yeah. yeah I did hear I, that one. Yeah. Special editions. And so like, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, that's, I guess the same thing to a much grand, I mean, you could play a stormtrooper in the background or you can play Boba Fett in the background. Right. Yeah. You know, I'd rather I'd do either one. Each one sounds Speaking good to me. Speaking of being a stormtrooper in the background, when Matt and I first started talking, he was like, "Oh, I listened to that podcast," and we, Nick and I, always talk about how we want to just be that one guy who's in the background. Right. Right. Yes, and that Matt, has its you, own Wikipedia page. Yeah. Wikipedia page. And you sent me a video. You were in a commercial. Yeah. So one of the one of those extra things that sort of like them hiring people to be in in uh, the Mandalorian from our group is they also will hire us to do um, sort of um, promotional stuff. And this is sort of separate. Like, it's not really part of the group, 
but they will put out a call for you and you have to go through a modeling agency. <laughs> uh, funny enough, all of us guys going, you have to literally fill out body type. It's like a dad bond. Is that on there? Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so we had to do that, but, uh, but there was a casting call and we didn't really know too much about it except for we got an inkling because it, the casting call was for, uh, for the Lincoln financial field that we had to go there. Uh, and so, um, they cast me, <laughs> you know, you had to submit your picture of you in, in armor and they cast a handful of us. And uh, so we went over there and did the promo commercial for the intro for Monday Night Football when the Giants played the Eagles. Uh, and uh, and it's it's uh, it's basically a commercial for uh, for the Rise of Skywalker. Billy D. Williams narrates it. And uh, and it was awesome. It was so much fun. It was a lot. of It was really cool. And, and I mean, literally. If you watch it, we shot a ton of footage, funny enough, but I might be in there for three, four, maybe five seconds. <laughs> I mean, it's not a long thing, but it's just like a really cool thing to be a part of. Yeah, yeah. it's all you need, and you're a part of the pan the Star Wars pantheon. Yeah. Right. And, and the other funny thing about it is that, like, uh, I didn't know this, but I was, because I, I would, who wouldn't just go do it, right? But yeah. they're technically hiring you, so they pay you. <laughs> So it's so, even better. So it's like the best. It's like the. It's like wait, wait, what? And then, and I have. Uh, I might have to send it over to you guys. I do have a picture somewhere of a check that I got from Lucasfilm. It says Lucasfilm Limited wow. on the check. Nice. You never cashed. Uh, I was. Well, it was. It was too much money not to cash. But yeah. I have the picture and like because oh, the first. That's the crazy thing about mobile banking now is you can just deposit it online and you don't. Have yeah, to worry and then about you don't have to send it away. <laughs> That's true. I don't think I did that for it, but. Um, but, I do want to give a quick shout out. We so we uh, at the beginning of our our episodes, we usually have our our social media go out, and we do have uh, a couple Facebook groups we're in. Uh, one of those is Geek Life, right, which right. is a, a really fun uh, Facebook group of just like minded in individuals like us uh, who who like to chat about not only Star Wars but Marvel and and all sorts of different types of geeky that sort other of stuff. Star Trek. Yeah, that one, right? <laughs> we have Alan here from Geekery Update uh, in our in our chat right now. Alan, good to see you. Alan is hey, one Alan. of the uh, moderators of Geek Life, mm -hmm. and he's got a podcast himself, Geekery Update. So we have we've uh, we dropped some uh, info about this in there, as well as our Sacred Jedi Texts uh, Facebook page to hopefully get the word about out about Matt coming to chat with us, right? So thanks for being all. Um, uh, and yeah, we have a professional model here, right? We so do have a professional model. Yes, that's right. It's one of the, <laughs> listen, I was. <laughs> I was probably the guy, and this, this is not any way, you know, uh, touting me or my looks or anything, but I was probably the guy who most fit the part of a model to let you know. Like, it was, it was one, we were just having a blast with it because it was just like, you know. Um, we're but, Star Wars fans. We're, yeah. not, we're not supermodels, all right? Yeah. So, you know what we are. Yeah. It, it does. I don't want to be mean, but mm -hmm. I'm going to be a little mean. It does make me laugh sometimes when you go to Star Wars events and there are the overweight stormtroopers but the the costumes fit them perfectly but it's like would darth vader allow you to be overweight like would he go for that or whatever <laughs> there's a those are yeah in the yeah. military yeah so but it, yeah. it doesn't make me, it doesn't uh it, but then at the same time then i'm jealous because i'm like oh my god this guy's got this totally awesome uh stormtrooper outfit and i don't and so then i'm jealous for it as well at the same time so yeah, we, uh, we talk. We actually talk about that because um, there's a number of different costumes, and we kind of distinguish between sort of your helmeted costumes and your non-helmeted ones because they sort of get different appeals. Although it depends on the character, uh, and so sometimes if you're what we call a face character, 
um, then you know um, you don't get as much excitement as if you're a stormtrooper or Darth yeah. Darth Vader because you can't you you can put yourself in the universe when you see them. Versus, I mean, I do an Obi Wan, and it's and I've been told it's a really good Obi Wan. You got the beard for it, man. Yeah, yeah. I've been told Clone Wars beard for Obi Wan. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I kind of styled it for, it, but yeah. Um, so um, I've been told it's a pretty good one, and I do get a lot of really positive, uh, you know, um, feedback for it. Um, but I, at the same time, you know, you're not meeting Ewan McGregor, right? Right. <laughs> right. So. So it's more so like the fan. I mean, but but I mean, it, it, it depends. But then our, our Leia's always get a lot of love. Our Rays always get a lot of love. Sure. sure. Um, so um, so so it kind of depends a little bit. But if I how just... often do you go out in the Ray or the Leia? <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, I'm trying to think yeah. about that whether that you know, because because there are no like you know there are no specifics to gender or anything like that. So I don't know if there are any. Um, slave layers or something like that where you know it could be either way but sure. um but it's all good and that's kind of the cool thing one of the cool things about the group is just kind of like you you kind of get out what you want to so for you guys visiting you know you might want to see us in the stormtrooper but the person who's doing it is getting a different experience so they might you know they might be kind of um you know just wanting to express themselves through star wars and in, in, in whatever costume they want to um, so, you know, I mean, we do our best when, cause we know that when people request us, they kind of, you know, what they want ideally. And so we do our best to, to staff events. Um, but everything's voluntary. So it's just like either people show up or they don't, and either they have the costume or they don't, you can't like share the costumes. Right. They're specific they're all, to you. All fitted for each person. Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah. Years ago, uh, my son, who's now a senior, I think he was probably, maybe four or five at the time uh we went to they had music the music of star wars i think it was called something like that but it was a giant orchestra performance at the first union center or the wachovia center whatever it's called now the where the flyers and the sixers play um wells fargo wells fargo now it's wells fargo yeah so so it was down there um anthony daniels was actually like hosting it and then they were playing it was really really cool they're giant stage uh, giant like the Philadelphia Orchestra was up on stage and they had a giant screen behind it and they were playing movie clips. Anthony Daniels would come out and basically they did the three original trilogies in like an hour and a half, two hours uh, with all the music and stuff like that. And he would come out and tell you what was happening next and then the next song would come out. But beforehand, you could walk all the way around the Wells Fargo Center and there were a whole bunch of them. I'm pretty sure they were the 501st at the Probably, time. Yeah. But uh, all these like Darth Vader was there, Chewbacca was there, and then stormtroopers all over the place, Jedi's all over the place. It was so cool. And I have a picture with Chewbacca, who was easily seven and a half, eight feet tall. I'm a, I'm a pretty tall guy. I'm like six three. And he was towering over me. There and are I, height, there are our height uh, you know, specifications on certain costumes, and that's one where there's a height specification. You have to be a certain height to have that one. So a lot of the guys have like, you know, your your giant kiss boots to uh or whatever, or stilts that they've made so that they're tall enough to be in the, the uh, into the Chewbacca. I've done I've done a few of those troops, and they're awesome. They're so much fun. As a matter of fact, up until the pandemic, uh, New Jersey Symphony, Symphony Orchestra was doing like the movies. They'd done A New Hope, Empire, Return of the Jedi, and they were about to do The Force Awakens. I haven't heard anything about whether they're going to do it. So they do that with the full orchestra, and we would go and do that, and then get to sit on on that. 
I did one at the Kimmel Center. That one was pretty cool. Um, yeah, very interesting that. one. Yeah. What's, what's that? I, I saw Empire, I think it was, at, at a Kimmel Center. At the Kimmel Center, yeah. The Kimmel yeah. Center is a funny one because you get all sorts of people uh, <laughs> yes. and, out for the night and, you know, very intoxicated. And, you know, yes. there's been a few times where I'm very thankful that I've got a cod piece on because, you know, people <laughs> get very grabby. Um, yeah. Um, with it. And, do, the, uh, do the layers like disappear after a certain amount of time because they don't want to uh, get assaulted? assaulted. I think I think we keep them pretty close. Uh, you know, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. around the layers, yeah, right? Yeah, that's yeah, it's yeah. Um, it, it depends. But, but those look out for each other. Yeah, but those ones are crazy too because I'll have a we we can spread out and I'll have a I had a line the one time after the show that was easily an hour and a half to get oh through that goodness. line. That's so yeah. cool. Were you Obi Wan or were you a stormtrooper? That I was time? a stormtrooper for that one. The Obi Wan is a new costume for me. I just did it. So, okay. um, um, you know, you've mentioned a couple times now. You have to, there's a height requirement and approval and stuff like that. I'm assuming this is all approval, meaning your particular uh, after of the five of first in order to be a participant in this greater like world or nationwide company. Uh, and I apologize if I'm getting any of these terms wrong. Uh, the, the requirements set by the 501st for you? Yeah. So, I mean, you can always see them. They're on the websites for 501st, 501st.com and revolution.com or or we have devronbase.com and 501stner.com. Um, yeah, there are all these requirements. The process is different depending upon which group you're in. 501st, you send it more local. Revolution, you send it out to like a national, you know, the or the, I guess the international group that kind of judges it and you have to hit certain standards on your costumes. Uh, and, and actually in the 501st, there's sort of different tiers. So there's like the basic, which is basically like, nobody will be able to tell the difference, but it's not a hundred percent. Right. Okay. And then you go up to like a, uh, you know, a, a third tier where it's like, even, you know, more perfect than you could see. Uh, and ours are, you know, one of the funny things is like, I've, you know, I haven't been to Disney in a while, but if you go to Disney and you watch, you see this stormtroopers there, we laugh because ours are more accurate. Those guys oh, are yeah. Okay. yeah. So what are um, the things you look for in those costumes that you can tell um, ours are ours are more accurate than that? Uh, there's well, it's just little things like ours, you know, ours are based on everything in the movie. It's gotta be seen. There are certain things like I mean, we we do animated ones too, but there's certain things that you've got to be able to see and prove as part of the costume. Um, there's lots of research that was done, particularly like if you're a stormtrooper, there's been so much research at this point done on almost every little, you know, piece of them and what they need to look like. It doesn't need to be perfect. It doesn't need to be like 100% accurate in terms of the process. Like the original helmets were painted, my helmet's not painted, um, but it, you wouldn't be able to tell. The coloring, you know. That you're looking for that like, that you see automatically and you go, oh, that's. It's really yeah. like, I, I hate to say it like this, but it's kind of technical. <laughs> so like, sure. it's no, yeah, that's fine. You know yeah. what I mean? So like it's it and it's it's to each sort of little uh each sort of little costume. So you're looking at it and like I mean I just so like just to give you an example, I just submitted a couple of costumes to the Rebel Legion. Uh one is the Admiral Akbar one, um, which is not approved yet, and another is just a, a face version of that that same costume, the whatever the Admiral costume, just without Akbar on it. And I just got a note today that like my belt buckle is too big. Right, it's supposed to be okay. certain size. So, right, so, so it's pretty technical, um, and it depends on the costume too. If you're Boba Fett, 
then like every scratch needs to be yes. perfect. Right. right. But if you're just a, if you're just a, a, you know, a stormtrooper, you can have weathering kind of wherever you want to have weathering because it doesn't sure. need to be that accurate. So there's there's also like the Mandalorian uh, merchants. Um, yeah, yeah. The Man- so you got the Mandalorian mercs. So there's so there's I hate to say this because there are more than five. Okay. But but there are five main groups that are sort of commonly talked about, and then there are a couple other ones that have popped up. I don't see them as much in New Jersey, which is why I I I don't feel too bad not talking about them as much, but the the five main ones are uh, 501st and Rebel Legion. Then you've got the Saber Guild. The Saber Guild is the group that you'll have Jedi and Sith and whatever. They're the ones who will do performance, lightsaber performance for you. So they're the so, ones that go to like the Phillies game for Jedi Knight and and they'll like yeah there'll be a mix of both at it but yeah the ones that are doing like the fights and the choreograph stuff that's all uh, Saber Guild you can it's different approval oddly enough and sometimes you can get approved by one and rejected by the other which is hard to explain sometimes that's funny um, but um, but yeah for those ones it's you know you're just doing it and they meet there's a couple actually there's two in New Jersey now and they meet uh, you know up to practice that stuff. Then you got the Mandalorian Mercs, and the Mandalorian Mercs are uh, basically uh, some of their stuff is actually uh, the inspiration for the Mandalorian show um, because they, you know, fell in love with Mandalorians, sort of took on that lore from the books and whatnot. And you just had to have like a Mandalorian costume based on, you know, these sort of things that they came up with. And they came up with a lot of different rules for how you need to do them. And uh, Dave Filoni is a big fan of the group. Uh, and so is John Favreau. So they kind of adopted some of the things that they did. Like one of the things is, that the Mandalorian Mercs do, and we do it too, um, is that like you're not supposed to take off your helmet in front of like you know people who sure. you know, who aren't in the group. Uh, and and so that was just a thing. Like you wanted to respond. obviously the main remaining character, but they pulled yeah. that into That's Mandalorian, so cool. and that was that was like a really cool little nod that like they right. all freaked out when that happened and, and awesome. were super excited. Um, so you've got those four groups. And then the last one, which is, for me, the most exclusive one and one that maybe one day I'll get into, which is the droid builders, which are the ones who build your R2-D2s and whatnot. Um, there are some others, like Dark Empire is like Sith-type costumes, but I, I honestly am not that familiar. And I think there's another couple. I Forgive me, guys, if you're in any of those groups and I'm forgetting what they are. Um, but uh, but yeah, the those are the main groups, and and luckily in New Jersey we all get along really well and kind of work together. It's not always the case in every location. Okay, we're so we're so t- we're kind of you know geographically so close to each other that, and pretty much a lot of us are just in like two, three, four of the groups. Sure. Um, so it just kind of all works out together. So 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 the shirt that you're wearing right now is 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 that an approved rebel? costume or is that just no. <laughs> so so that so that you're getting into the other end of the group which is that swag is a big part of the group um you know uh, merch is is a big thing and i know people who i suspect are probably in the group just for merch because you have okay. to be, you have to be in the group to get this merch and it's it's exclusive stuff so they're very big on these sort of shirts that are uh uh you know got the got the patches and all this stuff on there um, they're big on patches. They're big on coins, like the military coins type deal. Um, they're, you know, those type of things. Uh, and so, yeah, that's another big part of it. So this is sort of my my shirt that I, I use that kind of, we, you know, if you go to an event and you see us pre-get in a costume and or some people work in a table, we'll probably be wearing one of these uh, one of these shirts. But uh, it's like, I didn't even notice until you mentioned it. He's got, like, these are 
They're kind of like lapels yeah. almost, but they're like bigger and they I could almost the imagine up. like like a, a nice cloak draping from behind. <laughs> yeah, right. That's how it you is, that is. To it is a cloak. That's yeah. the next thing you need. You know, it's funny. I would never buy a shirt that kind of looks like this sort of bowling style, whatever, you know, shirt. I don't say never, but like it's not my style in, in general. And I own several of them. Like I said, I'm not a cosplayer. I'm also like, these are not my things. But like once you get in the group, you kind of just feel obligated. I mean, patches are huge. They're traded um, and all that kind of stuff. You know, you, you really just, you know, you're not supposed to sell any of this stuff. Everything we get, we get through, you know, there's agreements with Lucasfilm with how much right. we're allowed to do. But um, but we as long as we, everything is at cost, so we're not making any profit off of it amongst the members. Um, then uh, yeah, we have a lot of really cool, really cool uh, merch. That's kind of it's kind of nice. Actually, I just got this one. You guys will kind of like this. Since since I'm since I'm doing this, so this is the sort of badge that they have in oh, Mandalorian. Cool. Yeah, but they did, yeah. but they did a version. But on the back, it has I don't know if you can see it there, but it has the Rebel Legion logo on it. Oh, very very. Uh, cool. So there's there's a lot of this kind. Of, this one's pretty cool, particularly cool. I don't tend to get coins and stuff, but uh, that one was too cool yeah, not uh, to pass up on. I, would, I mean, I'm tempted to join the five hour first just to, just exactly, to get some coins. Just for the swag. Like, yeah, that is right. Listen, the swag stuff. Listen, I you know at some point I'll I'll make sure that I I I do my best to recruit you guys into it because if you're huge Star Wars fans, it's the it's honestly and I mean this you know, uh, is it's the coolest thing that I've done in you know in a long time aside from family stuff obviously that sure. there's awesome family stuff but I like tell you, we've had my wife on here before uh Pagan. Okay. she's a she's a she's a huge Star Wars fan yeah she would I mean I would love to join and I would just get in your way when you build but she would build the heck out of some stormtrooper yeah. armor. She's she's Man, I gotta, crafty. She yeah. is she's the craftiest woman I know. So I don't know. Maybe I'll have to talk to her about that. Yeah, so, listen, I'll put you up with that. I've got, I keep trying to recruit people. It's kind of like it's one of those things where like it's hard. There there's always the balking at the fact that it costs so much to get in. But like I said, I mean for me, like my wife, my wife's my wife has been great about it. She's just like, well, you don't play golf, so like it's right. cheaper than golf. It's cheaper than golf. So, I don't. What can I say? Like, <laughs> yeah. So. So going into the building now, if anybody's watching on YouTube behind me, I have this, this helmet over here that I built myself. Um, there's what you build it. what you build it out of? Uh, the foam, the like, uh, oh, the warbler stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so, so just so you know, that would not be approvable. No, right. that really, are you sure? Warbler, you can't use that. So you can't oh. use the foam stuff. It's the, it's the stuff. I mean, it, I think that I've heard rumors that some people have been able to make it passing, but it's frowned upon. It's yeah. one of those things that's frowned upon. So there was uh, the YouTube has, you know, all these like make your own helmet type things and they make it out of the foam board and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So I made it out of uh, like the exercise mat foam, which right, uh, right, right, yeah. is not approvable. But then I uh, I put some Bondo around the outside and smoothed it down. So it's a little bit harder than normal. You, so, got, the, you got the tech. Actually, I got to look at it. You got the technique down. I mean, that's all we're doing. It's just with plastic. I mean, okay. that's it. Okay. So I did I had to do that with my uh with my uh first order stormtrooper armor because uh you know it's it, in the movie there's no seams on it but you know you can't do that vacuum formed so okay. so we had you know to use bondo and all these things and paint it up and yeah those are the techniques we use There you go. Okay. Hey, you're Rob, you're almost there. there. I'm almost there. You got yeah. you got all the stuff up here. You yes. just need a teacher. Yeah. You can get a master. I'm in the 250th. That's I'm halfway. <laughs> Careful, because there's another group that 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 split that that didn't like what the 501st was doing and started their own. I don't remember the number of it, 
but they okay. they started their own, which is some other legion number. Okay. Um, well, and and I no no ill will towards them, but it's just different, right? Yeah, that's funny. Um, okay, so you're saying all the stormtrooper stuff is vacuum sealed. So you're putting like, are you putting you're putting like fiberglass into molds and then sucking out? Well, no, some stuff is made fiberglass. We don't do that. You're you're taking like uh, you know some sort of rubber like or not rubber plastic like an ABS plastic. Okay. All right, and you're taking it in the sheets. And then if you haven't seen it, you heat up the sheet, you've got a mold underneath it, you pull it down, the vacuum sucks out everything, and it gets molded to it. We do have, there is a guy in New Jersey who has, well, one of my one of my buddies, he just got one, but you also have to have the molds. Um, and those, those are like a tricky thing because you have to either make them and or be given them by somebody who made them that's really frowned upon to like steal somebody else's mold or steal oh, okay. their design. Okay. Right? There's a lot, there's a lot of like, that gets really kind of hairy. There's, you know, like there, there's boards and boards on the forums about who, who's sort of broken the, the unwritten rules because, uh, okay. they've stolen stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, interesting. I guess like every, anything else you have your own like boards and forums and stuff that y'all kind of communicate on. Right. Yeah. So your Akbar costume that you're Correct. working. So, okay. So two I didn't make, I didn't honestly, I, I'm going to tell you this right now. It is awesome and it's beautiful, and I made zero parts of it. Okay. <laughs> so there's a, so the mask is amazing. If you, I don't know if the picture did it any justice, but the mask is beautiful. I don't know it's if like, I can because of our, our technical issues we've had, but I'm gonna try and bring it up here. Okay. So, anyways, well, so you, so if we can, it, it, it's a beautiful thing. Maybe I'll give it to you guys to post or whatever to 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 see it. Um, and, but there's this guy in England who's just amazing. He does this oh, stuff, okay. and uh, and and to be honest with you, I, it was it's so it's so beautiful. I just kind of wanted, but never thought I'd get it. And when I did the commercial, they paid me, and it was like free money because, like I said, I didn't think I was gonna get paid. So then I could justify getting this beautiful I piece used of art. That money to go buy this awesome, awesome. It's mask. it's, a, it's re honestly it's a piece of art. I mean, I have it just on display. I'm I don't know how often I'll wear that costume because if you put that latex on your head, it took me like three minutes to just be dripping and soaking. Oh, and yeah, all, you know, totally and wet. Yeah. Yeah, but um, it's just uh, it's just beautiful, and he does like him. I mean, he, any any Star Wars, uh, you know, sort of uh, creature, this guy does okay. mass for it, and uh, so 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 he's he's sort of the go-to guy. That's hard. I mean, certain elements of it, like you got to be a master uh, sort of artist to do, and that's kind of what this was. I'm not that. There are some people who are masters of sewing. I can do alterations, but. I don't have the comfort level like the I did. So I did since you can't see it. I did the Force Awakens version of Akbar, and okay. um, and so there's a vest on it. But the fabric for the vest was really hard to find. I think I ended up getting it from Germany, and so okay. by the time I paid for shipping and everything, I was like, I'm not screwing this up by doing it. And I had somebody else yeah, do you're, it. You're gonna have somebody who can sew better than you. So that was, that was my question. Was like you were you were talking about your approval. They said that your belt belt buckle was too big. So then you have to go and find are you finding another belt and you're just going to like Target and just trying to find a belt with a smaller buckle or No, I mean there there's resources. So they actually sent me a place to get a new one. I don't know. I'll have to look into it. I maybe could machine it down. I don't know how hard that would be. Um, because I don't again, I don't have a metal shop. Like I don't have a lot of the tools, so I'd have to find somebody. I mean, I have friends who do, but I don't have a lot of those tools. Um, so I'd have to look and see. I, I literally just got that email today. Um, there's a lot of things that I can do and a lot of things that you just kind of figure out by doing all this stuff. Okay. Um, so that kind of happens. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that I've learned how to do. Like I said, I don't really sew those big things, but like, um, 
I did an Endor Trooper, and, like, I did, like, the jacket. Like, I did all the alterations on, a, you know, sort of a generic jacket that was just all white, and I did all the painting and, and all that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of things that you can figure out how to do, and it depends on the level of costume. The game changer has been 3D printing, um, and that's really <laughs> new new for us because, you know, we're doing that. So, like, I my helmet that I have for that is 3D printed. Now a lot of the guys are printing their helmets rather than, Getting the vacuum formed one, or even three D printing the full. That's a, that's a thing. Yeah, cool. you, I mean, you have to do a lot of work on it. Like you're filling right. it with, you know, sort of, you know, stuff and your and different things and like, um, you know, like the paint that you that some of those guys are using for the Mando. There's lots of different techniques for doing it and 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 figuring how to get the right, you know, the right coloring. And I surprised some of the things you're surprised. Like I saw that one in person, and like the coloring is so diff much different. Than oh, what wow. I than what I think it looks like, like the like the helmet. I don't know what your color it is, but the helmet, the Mando helmet, is like really like a dark gray. Like oh, it's okay. not it, very shiny dark gray. It's not like it looks you know shiny silver yeah, in the show. Silver. I think yeah. yeah, right. And so so I had a buddy who had it, and he, and there. So another thing they have is there's there was a company who had the license for making these at at that level, okay. um, but they were not a good company. Uh, uh, they didn't have a good business model. They weren't shipping. They were taking money from people, not delivering. Um, but one of my costumes is that the quality you're getting, for the most part, was pretty solid because they were using they were they had access to Lucasfilm, so they were able to to scan you know the the stuff in there. Yeah. So my buddy had that one, so we knew it was the right coloring because he you know because they got it off that. And so so I questioned him on. And he's like, well. <laughs> this is what it is and i'm like yeah. wow so there's there's cool stuff like that that happens too um, so do you have like a favorite like costume you've worked on or one that like was especially gratifying when you were finished or you just i mean the, i like to i like to i like building the armor like the plastic stuff and working on that because that's in my wheelhouse right. been able to figure that out really nicely i'd like to get into the sewing like i've thought maybe i'll do another you know do something that's like one of the cheaper ones or something like that just to to practice it out but um, honestly, the first—I mean, the first one—I got so lucky when I was building my first one because I didn't know what I was doing, and there were a couple of things that I ended up doing to get it to go, and I don't know how I didn't screw the whole thing up. You know, <laughs> it's—but it, honestly, it's really hard to screw the whole thing up. So like, there was a part where like I cut one part of it like too much, and okay. I was like, "Crap, what am I gonna do about this?" Now there's like this giant gap in the knee, which you know. But I was yeah. able to figure out—you know—learn some techniques, figure out how to do it, you know, uh, and. Uh, and make it work. Um, but I would say that I think that my first order of Stormtrooper was, you know, it was my second one that I did. And so I learned some from the mistakes and um, I'm pretty meticulous with doing it. There are guys who can put together armor in like two days. I'm not one of those guys. Like it took me a summer to put it together, but it was just like, as, as, as Star Wars is, this, it became like something that's part of my like happy place. I can't say it like this. Like it's where, like you have the Legos in the background. I love building Star Wars Legos. Cause like, yeah. You know, being a teacher, it's so stressful at times. I just want something where I'm not thinking about lesson plans. Yes. I'm not thinking about, you know, things they got to do here. I'm like, I'm just, you're you know, in it's company, man. <laughs> right. And they're, and they're like, yeah, they're like, you know, people are just like, why don't you just build whatever you want on Legos? I'm like, no, I need to follow directions uh -huh. and, and do it this way because it's, I don't need to think. I don't want to be thinking right now. Yeah. They thought for me. Yeah. Why would exactly. I want to think? And it Let's looks beautiful. Together. <laughs> and when it's done, I get Boba Fett's starship, yeah, not right. slave one, not anymore. slave one, <laughs> not <slave> one right? <laughs> oh man, oh, yeah. So same thing though with the armor. Like I would just sit outside on my porch, 
and like just be working on it and like you know that's why i kind of like was able to be a little more meticulous with it because i was just like you know what i don't have an agenda here the first one you're trying to get into the group you're nervous about everything you just want to be in the group so you kind of like try to get it that one i was like i don't need to get into the group i just kind of want to do it um there was you know learning some new techniques with it i had had some issues with it um because i had bought it from some guy who had some sort of financial troubles and it was like a whole to do um but uh but no, I mean, it's, it's, it's a really cool, fun process that I, like I said, I wasn't my, at all, there's so many things that came out of being in these groups that I never really thought would be something I would enjoy. Um, and like I built my first one and I saw all these guys who had like four or five, six different costumes, like who the heck needs four or five, six different costumes. And then you build your first one and you're like, so I, I need to build another one. I need yeah, you're like, <laughs> yeah, you're like, I'm done. Now I want to do something else. Yeah. So you're like, all right, what's next? And now right. that you finished the first costume, you're like, wow, I learned a whole bunch of things that I could probably do better on the second costume. Yeah, exactly. Even with my little foam helmet, like after I, I did that, that was the second attempt. The first one had huge gaps and all kinds of stuff in it. And I <laughs> threw that one. It's actually, it's over there. It's a mess still. Um, oh, yeah, look at that. Yeah. But then, then I was like, okay, so I need to be a little bit more meticulous. So then I was more meticulous with cutting out the foam and all this stuff. And it was nice because it was, you know, I went to five below and got two pieces of exercise mat for 10 bucks. So it wasn't like I was throwing away hundreds of dollars on this, on this test, you know, practice model here, whatever. Um, so, you know, like you said, like I was playing with it. So I did that. And I was like, okay, now I'm done. Now what? Like now I want to do something else, you know? Well, so. Rob also made the chair he's sitting on behind him, which is uh, <laughs> fashioned after uh, our, our boy Din Jaren's chair. Jaren's oh, chair. nice. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. It's, That's pretty cool. The back, the back is really like, I, I found like three pictures uh, of him sitting in it in the show. And I was using these three pictures as references. Uh, hold on, the back is more important, impressive than the front. So all right, and then I got a, and then I got a fun trivia question for you. Oh yeah, yeah here we go. So then, the back I, like this is three D printed, and then all of this is like nice MDF and stuff. So yeah, so I cut it all out and whatever. And but, I, you, so you have a three D printer? Then I'm taking it. Yes. Uh, the school that I work. Oh, at. Per see, I gotta start getting on that, man. I gotta start utilizing the fact that nobody's using the three D printers. And yeah, yeah. The three D printers like uh, three weeks out of the year, and the rest of the time it's just sitting there doing nothing. So you know, well, it's, it's sitting there, it's whether sitting it's there. doing nothing or not. Right, it's making the whole <laughs> credits. That's right. Oh yeah, for our sock game for we've got coming game, up. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. So here's my favorite bit of of uh, sitting in Star Wars crafts um, uh, trivia question. Um, when in the order of release is the first time that we see Chewbacca without his bandolier? Oh, that is a great question. In the order of release. So let me think. So four, five, six, and then one, two, three. So yeah. I'm going to, since it's a trivia question, it's got to be pr probably pretty late would be my guess. So I'm going to go with uh, episode two, just out for no reason other than... Was he in episode was he, two? He wasn't, yeah, I was going to say, well, there, there, he wasn't in episode two. <laughs> out. So yes, he, did, he definitely did not have it. He was probably just running through Kashyyyk. Right. Like, you know. <laughs> once in that entire movie. My, my initial guess would be in Solo, right, when he's in the cage, but I don't think that's right. It's not. I feel like there's another time I'm 
Is it? But when I tell you, your 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 mind is going to be blown when I tell you. Special. Yeah, right. It was a, no, no, right. <laughs> Nobody's counting that. Sorry. <laughs> Go on. I'm. Re- right. I, I'm. I know. All right. So it is in episode four. Okay. The okay. first time we see Chewbacca get into the Millennium Falcon after they're in that shootout, he runs into the Millennium Falcon to sit in the seat, and he's holding his bandolier. He sits down and puts it down. Then he gets into oh, the seat see. with his bandolier off. It took me. Them. It took me probably thirty years to see that. I mean, it was just a couple years ago that I saw that, yeah, and I, mean, I was just I that was. That. So next time I'm watching a New yeah. Hope, you better believe I'm going to be keeping my eyes peeled. So this is this is that uh, that Facebook post. I was this many days old. When yes, I found out. right. That's exactly what that was. <laughs> I mean, I love those. But I, that's like one of the cool things about Star Wars is like, I mean, how many times have you seen a New Hope? If you're anything like me, you can't you can't oh, tell yeah. me. Right. Yes. And, and so like, you know, there's all, every time I see it and that's, you know, and that's another part of why, you know, I say some of the other Star Wars movies that that maybe aren't as popular, or whatever, kind of give them back as well, because you just kind of start to pick up those things. And I just kind of like I want I, you know, I, there was a period in my life where I was really critical. And uh, since joining this, this group, I, 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 I kind of stopped being and just kind of like look for like the little cool things like one of my favorite things that I kind of recently picked up was in, ep- in episode three, when uh, at the beginning, when Obi-Wan and Anakin are, are flying and they crash into the, the ship with uh, where, where they're going to rescue um, Palpatine, uh, Obi-Wan jumps out and does this like crazy flip or whatever. But uh, Anakin just gets out and just walks out just like he's Darth Vader. <laughs> and it's so badass. It's just like all those like hidden things. It was just like, that was amazing. It was so yeah. good. He was like, "This is this is foreshadowing for what's going to come." I'm just right, and it was just like, yeah, yeah, right. that's awesome. Yeah, um, for sure, for sure. Yeah, so I've seen like the 3D printed helmets and stuff, and like there's even like our 3D printers aren't big enough to print a whole helmet in one piece. You so can print more pieces. Yeah, yeah, so they can have it in like multiple pieces where they can like glue it together and then bond to it and all that good stuff. And, and really, yeah, there's lots of techniques. I mean, I haven't. I I mean, I I have buddies who like I don't have a 3D printer, which is you know, one of those things. I'm almost thinking because it doesn't really work with the, my, the layout of my house. So it's one of the reasons why I'm kind of like, maybe we should move so I can find <laughs> a place to put a 3D printer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I got a lot of buddies who have them and they've gotten really good at all the various techniques and some are better than others. And like I said, you know, um, those are the type of things. And that's the other thing that YouTube is awesome for. Like the reason why I was able to build my first armor myself is that there was somebody on there who was like building it and went through all the steps. And so I, you know, I, I guessed, and I did have one guy who I had, who was local, who I met through the boards, who was able to like give me answer questions when I had like these little ones. Like, is it okay if it's off by a quarter of an inch? Like, well, how much? What is the what? You know, what is the amount that I can kind of have off and still be okay for right. that type of stuff? But uh, so, do you make the mold? for like the chest piece and then vacuum seal that or what do you I didn't have anything to do with that there was so the one that I got for the original one was from that company that was licensed now there's a new company that's connected to Hasbro that that bought that I don't bought it or or uh Lucasfilm kind of brought them in and they're fulfilling the old orders from this old company and starting new stuff they have very limited products on there um you can't get full armor on there or anything like that um but I was lucky enough to because they would they did like when the company first started, they did like a run of Stormtrooper armor and they were fulfilling it. Uh, and now I was able to buy it off of a member who decided he didn't want to, to build it. Um, so that one was already done from there, but there are master builders. As a matter of fact, um, for the Mandalorian, there's a guy 
there's a place called Walt Troops Factory uh, that you can look up on on, on Facebook and whatever. Uh, and uh, they used his armor for the biker scouts in the Mandalorian. Oh, wow. Um, and, and funny enough, I mean, like, so, you know, I was saying, like, we look at stuff and we kind of, like, laugh at it, some of it. Uh, the guys who are who are wearing the armor have the uh, kneecaps upside down. Oh, that's uh, so wow. <laughs> <laughs> so we laugh about that. So now, but now in the fire first to be approved in that particular version, you have to have them upside down. <laughs> See, that's the sort of thing when I said, are there any red flags? Yeah. Earlier, that's, that's a, that would be a red flag for me. Like, there you go. but that's awesome that like, because they did it on screen, that's the way it is that's now. The that's the way it is. That's, that's it. for that for that particular that's, one. Like, well, because you do so again, strong. you have to do versions. So that would be because I, I have a buddy who just bought that armor because he was he was looking for it. He wanted to do it, and I was like, "Here's the yeah. guy who made it for the show." So yeah, we could probably do a little bit cheaper, but I mean, if you're gonna do this, why yeah. would you not want to like the same, <laughs> almost the same molds that they used for the show? Yeah. So. Right, and we even know the person who made like who did you know made the soft parts and all that stuff. Like that person is online. I don't I don't know how they got connected or why they went chose. Rather than doing it in house to go with these people, I guess it was probably cheaper for them. Probably cheaper, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Impressive. but uh, but it's one of those awesome little. I mean, it's one of those really cool things about Star Wars now that the, and they've always embraced the fans really well. You know, I I, I did a, a sort of a thing for Harry Potter uh, uh, a, a number of years ago that they used to do these festivals and stuff, and okay. Warner Brothers really cracked down and like kind of nixed them, and you're not allowed to do them. Huh. You, know, you can call them Wizards Fests or something like that, but you okay. can't do that. Uh, anymore, but you know, Star Wars and Lucasfilm has gone the opposite direction, and yeah. I think it, I think it really pays off because you know, I mean, you know, even some of the movies that quote unquote didn't do that well for them still made a, a boatload of money because oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because we all went and saw them, and we all bought the DVDs, and we all bought the toys, yeah. and we all bought all this stuff. So you got to take care of the fans, um, and and I mean, they do cool stuff. Like one person from each garrison got flown out. Or no, they had to get you to fly yourself out there, but you got to go to the premiere of like each of the movies. Like oh, they do cool. that for that, those type of things to make sure that they're taking care of the fans. And actually, I wear my. I've only been to Disney once, and I have not been to Galaxy's Edge, but I've only been there once since I got into the group, and I wore my stuff there. And like all the people that work there know who the other people are, and so they kind of you know give you little things. I, I I didn't get one, but I know people have been taken backstage before. Obviously, yeah. by COVID, that would never happen, but yeah that type of stuff too. So there's, there's sort of like those membership privileges, which are kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, being in the group, but I mean, I listen, you know, uh, I'll keep work. I'll keep working on anybody who's a Star Wars fan to, to say like the, these groups, you know, I don't, I, and there's all sorts of other fan groups and other stuff that you can do. Um, but there's an experience of being in the costume at an event and having a kid oh, yeah. walk up to you and just like, be so happy and excited. And like, sure. at a, I was at the Cherry Hill library a couple weeks ago and there was just some kid who just like, couldn't let go of me. Like he wouldn't let go of me. At the same time, you get like his parents and grandparents who are just like equally as excited to see you and take pictures yeah. with you. And, uh, and it's just one of those, it's just one of those experiences that like, I didn't know I needed until I did it. Sure. And now it's one of those things that like, I mean, we were like feeling the withdrawal from the pandemic so hard yeah uh, um to do it and i and there the, and as some, some i mean we we were we were we weren't denying any events as long as like lucasfilm allowed us to do anything but obviously we weren't getting requests right um, uh, at the same time like you know it's hard to say that you know we can deny anybody from doing this experience because it's just so central to you know what the group has become and what yeah sort of well, what it really means to really us cool. 
It's very, very cool. Um, I've, I've often looked into the 501st and the rebel rebel garrison, uh, their websites and stuff. And numerous times I've downloaded files that tell you, you know, this is how you had the requirements for the, for the gear and all that stuff. And then I've never, uh, you never pulled the trigger. Never pulled the trigger. Never, right. You know, this this helmet over here is the closest thing I ever got to pulling the trigger. And I was like, you know, I, this is me pretending I want to be in the 501st because I, I kind of made it, but it's not, you know, I knew it wasn't show quality or anything like that, but I just wanted to. I mean, it looks pretty nice. I, you have the skill set, so I'm going to say that. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, so, yeah, so was, this is, is uh, an honor to talk to somebody from the 501st and especially somebody with as many uh, costumes as you have and, and whatever. So, um yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna show so, so we, again technical issues. I, I yeah, we weren't able to get them on here. We're gonna have them up on our Facebook and our Instagram. Uh, some of these pictures. Now, I don't. Are we? Can we? Can we put out those those yeah. pictures that are not not official? I didn't know when you sent me the the the. Non- oh, don't put. Uh, you mean you can put them out? I live. So here's one of the things. So like we can wear those costumes and do anything at any anywhere we want to do it and whatever. You can you can go to but, like Wawa in your ex- exactly, but then there are certain rules if we're technically representing uh, the yeah. group. So, like as long you know, if I'm in an official capacity, then no, I couldn't wear that costume. But as in a, like you know, as a cosplay, it can be anything. I mean, there's some people who do like you know, crazy crazy version. I mean, there's uh, you see, you were ta- we were talking about Elmo, but there is a group that goes to cons that does like the Muppets, uh, okay. in stormtrooper armor. Like that oh, type of fun. thing. And at cons, you get a little bit more freedom to do kind of what you want versus certain things. Um, so so do, yeah. do people in the 501st like win con events all the time? No, we don't. No, that's frowned upon. You don't do that okay. stuff. Okay. Yeah. I mean, because, because of the way we do it and because of sort of the cost, you know, our role at these events, um, you know, it, it, there was a there was a time a long time ago before like com- comic cons became what they are now. Where like a big draw was the 501st for a lot of them when it was not right. you know the spectacles that they've become, right? Um, and so I think it goes along the lines with that that like that's our role at these events. Okay. Not to not to go in and take it over and like you know it's almost yeah. it's almost like it's almost like a professional competing. Not that we are, but like you know what I mean. Uh, yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, what is the the running of the uh, uh, who's the guy with the ice cream maker? Oh, the Wilro Hoods. Yes, we have set, we have a many Wilro Hoods. That's a very fun because if you have an X-wing pilot, all you need to do is strip it down and then get an ice cream maker and a mustache, and you're and you're you got a hood. So, like, we have many of those. I have several people who have participated in celebration of the running of the hoods uh, <laughs> and doing that one there. It's one of those uh, very look forward to events. I think people have already talked about it happening next year uh, when celebration returns. Yeah. So that's a big event. Yeah. I, think, I think that's going to be man. my uh, my first costume. We'll, we'll, we'll do it. We'll get it. Happen. We'll make it happen, man. It seems easy enough, and you know. And you can grow a pretty strong mustache. I can grow a pretty strong mustache. Yeah, yeah. I can. I can let it grow in, and I can. It's pretty strong. So, uh, well, we don't want to take up much yeah. more of your time. No, I know you were on t- kind of a time crunch here, and then we messed okay. things up here in between. Uh, but Matt, it's been great talking yeah, to you. Absolutely. Awesome guys. Yeah, anytime, man. It was. Yeah, it's always and, fun. Uh, and I think you might have two applications coming in soon from uh, right. from, from, the, from the two of us. Listen, man, I'm gonna get you guys. We're gonna start a chat. And I listen. I so I made my my rule is that I do one costume a year. Okay. Um, I think my Akbar is technically last year's one. Um, so I need to come up with something for next year. So we might just have to be chatting about yeah my ideas. I think we might just out. put three Yoda. That's I think what I, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, I don't think the five oh first. 
would approve that. No, you don't think so? <laughs> could I be, could I be um, uh, what's the name from Spaceballs? Um, oh. <laughs> yogurt? Not far. <laughs> a yogurt. Uh, yogurt, yeah. yeah yogurt. I mean, yogurt, I just have this shoes at yogurt. my knees and then, you know. It's <laughs> I think like, they'd accept that. that I think they would accept that, yeah. Yeah, we should make a 500 first, like, branch, you know, like a, like a, a sister uh, and do like a like a, a space balls like a space really. Yeah. So I saw. To... I know somebody who's doing what? What? Well, I, it's been so long since I've seen it. Was it Dark Helmet? Is that the name of the yeah, guy? Yeah, I forget. yeah, yeah. 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 I, one of my buddies who's in the it was in the Five Hundred First Revolution is do is doing one of those. Oh, that's uh, awesome. So I, I think it's less technical. Uh, you know, in you know, we might not get approved for anything at that <laughs> level, but looks pretty good. As long as the helmet is this big, it, right. it, it is absolutely that big. It, it, absolutely, it is absolutely. And there's a bunch of guys who did whatever their version of stormtroopers are too. Those oh, right. yeah, oh, wow. yeah. yeah, oh, that's right. With the, they're the, like, all on their head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's yeah. awesome, well, Matt. Man, from from the 501st. Uh, if you have a sec right now, just to give us just some of your social media and contact info, where people <laughs> out some of your info. <laughs> Yeah, Not so you'll like, you'll laugh if you ever listen to my podcast because it, it ends with I got I got one friend who's on the podcast who's like she was she's a big cosplayer and uh, ended up being on the cover of, of a Marvel like variant uh, uh, issue uh, stuff and she's got you know sixty seventy thousand followers and other guy and then another couple are are you know there and then you know I've got a handful but I like I don't use my social that often um, but you're welcome to get me if you look me up on Facebook. Or my, uh, it's actually the same as I use on on Rebel Legion or Five First, which is at BMTN one 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 one, which is a reference to a band I had in high school way back when. So, All right. nice. Rock on. Awesome. and we can, you can obviously go five zero first dot com as well, right? Five zero first dot com. If you want to go to New Jersey uh, and get and hook up with us in New Jersey, which is the probably the best way to to kind of get into the group. You're going to go want to want to go to 501stner.com because it's the Northeast Remnant. It's the New Jersey version. Or Deveron Base after Deveronians, uh, which sure. is, which uh, you know, hopefully you, the, uh, everybody knows. Uh, Deveronbase.com, and then you'll be able to to get on. And then you sign up for the forums, and you just get in there that way. So I'm in the uh, in the Facebook group for the Mandalorian uh costuming group in new jersey mm-hmm. it's like rancor dan or something like that I forget oh exactly. the mandalorian mercs yep yep yeah. um so i i they accepted me into the forum um because i said that i, I want to make a costume which i obviously i do because i tried to make that helmet over there um so they have a lot of really good uh stuff also and like you said they're just strictly mandalorians so yeah, there's this cool there's this cool too though because you can customize stuff like i've toyed with that that's one of my like one of my possibilities for next year because you can just customize it and you have a little bit more freedom to like kind of like it doesn't have to be a hundred percent uh like one that you see uh, in the movies um, right so that's kind of cool nick wants to do um Django fett but he just wants to be just the helmet that's it just the no, helmet okay. just, just, just that just <laughs> right here <laughs> uh th- th- you know that's funny because i had a buddy send me uh, a bunch of uh action figures for my daughter and the Django fett just coincidentally like didn't have its head oh it my goodness that's crazy that's <laughs> oh, all right well matt from the 501st thank you so much for being with us matt it has been right, guys awesome. uh, thanks so much today. Yep. have a fantastic one we'll see you again thank you very all much right. yep take care brother yep matt from the 501st matt that was from the five, he was, was awesome a good time yeah, yeah good time now we now yeah oh man i was if he stayed in a couple more seconds i was gonna say all right let's wait for him to get out before we start talking bad about him but <laughs> Then. Yeah, we're going to close it on up we're for those of us up. on YouTube. Thanks for joining us. For those of you 
who were on our YouTube page area, right? We we had some technical difficulties at the beginning here, but yeah. uh, as always, you can check us out on all of our social medias. We're on Instagram, Facebook. We're on Twitter. Uh, we have our website, BanthamMilkPodcast.com. Yep. Um, and join us uh, in both Sacred Jedi Texts, right, which is which is our, our group, Facebook.com slash groups slash Sacred Jedi Texts, where you can converse with us, share funny face uh, Star Wars memes. It doesn't all have to be J. Kristen Wilson. No, she does rock, though. She, does <laughs> she send, is holding down the fort. She is. She puts uh, different me- two, three, four memes a day in there, and yeah, they're so, all awesome. So, so we need you. We yeah. need you. Come chat with us. It can be anything, right? Yeah. So, uh, from all, I mean, it's been a good time. 50th episode, Rob. 50th episode. This is number 50. Five zero. Five zero. Thanks for joining us on this journey. Thank from, you. From us here in Bantha Milk Podcast headquarters.